every corner of the digital universe. You can't instant link to the internet. And Strad Emailer E3 video phone. Technology called eye smell. Smelling mold and mildew and animals. Man, I got to smell a swamp today. Welcome to Water-Cooled Potato, your guide to the obsolete and absurd tech of the past, present, and future. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And today we'll be talking about the Ingenio iTop. So, for this story... I've never heard of that. And there's a good reason. You tell. For this story, we go back to 2004. The iTop was advertised as a portable DVD player but it's far from the small laptop-like portable DVD players that most people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. Now, those are much too boring, and having to look down at an actual screen is such a hassle. Mm -hmm. And how can you even call those other players portable? Like, what if you want to walk down the street juggling chainsaws while watching a movie? (laughs) Well... With iTop, you can. What? You can watch DVDs completely hands-free and on the go. How? The iTop is a pair of lightly tinted sunglasses with a screen mounted in the upper right corner of the right lens, similar to a VR headset or more like Google Glass. Uh And we all know how well that turned out, right? Yeah. (laughs) The glasses are connected by a cable to the easy-to-carry shoulder bag, which contains a DVD player and battery pack. Oh boy. Sounds like some kind of misguided DIY project, but nope, it's an actual product. Oh boy. So, finally, there's an easy way to watch DVDs while on the go. Sounds great, right? I want to know how heavy the bag is. We'll get to that. Okay. So, (laughs) let's get into the specs. The stunning display features a resolution of 320 by 240. Uh, what was Google Glass, do you know? I don't. But Google Glass was never intended for watching movies. It was just intended to show you, like, simple navigation, notifications... That type of thing, just yeah, text or simple symbols, not full color. And I was just trying to have something to compare it to. Right. It was supposed to look like a 14-inch screen. Okay. But here's the thing. 320 by 240 isn't going to look great at 14 inches. Yeah, That's no. 30 pixels per inch at that size. <sighs> a reviewer did claim that the picture was surprisingly sharp, but I'll let you make up your own mind about that. Mm. If you want to see just how bad that resolution is, just open up YouTube and set the resolution to 240p. Oh. Have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. The glasses themselves weigh 60 grams, or 2.1 ounces and the player weighs 180 grams, or 6.5 ounces. But I don't know if that includes the batteries, which last for up to four hours of playback. I highly doubt it includes the batteries. The DVD player and glasses could even be used separately. So you can connect the DVD player to your TV and just use it as a normal DVD player. Huh. And the glasses 
also feature a standard video input, so you can use them with anything. Hmm. And all of this could be yours for the low, low price of $599.99. I mean, that is cheaper than a laptop, but... (laughs) The iTop was mostly sold in U.S. markets through Fry's Electronics and similar retailers. But, as always with these stories, there were problems. First, there were complaints of motion sickness. (laughs) I guess seeing the real world and a movie at the same time, but the movie is in one eye and the real world is in the other eye, can cause issues. People also reported eye strain when using the glasses for longer than 30 minutes, which makes movie watching unpleasant, to say the least. Mm -hmm. As if that wasn't bad enough, the controls were, to quote a review, maddeningly ineffective. (laughs) Oh boy. The iTop was marketed as allowing the user to watch movies hands-free and while moving around. However, walking around with your eyes on a movie instead of watching where you're going probably isn't a great idea. Okay, what do you have to say about all the people walking around looking down on their phones? Hmm? I mean, (laughs) that's probably not a great idea either, but uh, I guess at least with that, it's not attached to your head. Hmm, true. It's not clear what happened to the company or how well the product did, but I guess it didn't do too well due to its high price point utter uselessness, and eye strain problems. Yeah. But for some reason, if you want to buy one of these, they are still sold on Amazon. What? And at a bargain price, too. 300 Only $200. Ooh, I was kind of close. And I can't tell if the... Co- <laughs> yep, $200 for a 320 by 240 screen... Yeah. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> Over one eye. But it includes a DVD player. Mm, yeah, but you could get a standard DVD player for like 50 bucks. Yeah, or a normal portable DVD player for like 75 or 80 One of those little 7-inch ones, like if you really, really want. Or I think I've seen DVD players that supposedly can plug into a phone i'm not entirely sure how that works Mm -hmm. i'm at oh you know what you can plug a webcam into a phone so i imagine it works the same way i imagine it like Mm. outputs the same way a webcam would so that would mean like all the controls would be on the player but that's fine i guess if you really want to watch a dvd on your phone is it compatible with your iphone though um (laughs) probably not i highly doubt it Uh, Oh, well. I couldn't tell if the company is still around today, and looking into the company is difficult because several other companies are going by the same name. What? Including travel agencies and psychics. Psychics? Okay. Apparently. Okay, Okay, then. Let's not go into that. (laughs) Yeah. I have a couple interesting sections from some reviews of the iTop. Oh boy. One reviewer claims that, quote, 
During our short subway commutes, the glasses didn't get us so much as a glance from other riders. Uh, <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that very much. Yeah, I, I second that. Another reviewer went into slightly creepy detail about what he would use the eye top for. Um, Quote, I could see a lot of people. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, my imagination Quote, is enough. <laughs> it's not that bad. Okay, good. <laughs> Quote, I could see a lot of uses for this gadget. Shooting above the heads of crowds, <laughs> around corners, or any time you want to do really candid photos. With this connected to your digicam, you could be looking in completely the opposite direction from where you were shooting, and your subjects would have no clue you were photographing them. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, why he wants to do that, I don't know. I, I don't think we want to know, but... Mm. Yeah. At some point, before first-person view camera systems for drones and radio-controlled aircraft became popular and cheaper, people were using these to get a live video feed from their radio-controlled models in their eye as they fly. So mm. they could line up better for landings and see what they're flying over and stuff. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's the only use that anyone had for them recently. Hmm. Oh, are the glasses, like, sunglasses or just regular glasses? They are lightly tinted sunglasses. They're, like, not as dark as you would expect normal sunglasses to be, but they're not completely clear. They also had built-in earbuds, and they look just about as stupid as you would assume. Hmm. What I was basically trying to ask was, are people able to, like, see this weird blob of pixels on your eye or no? Um, I don't think so. Mm. Because the way it is, it's like, it's not like, I, I don't know, I, I don't think so. Like, with Google Glass, it projected onto glass and then it would reflect into your eye, mm. but... For this, I think the screen and lenses were actually just directly in front of your eye. It wasn't bouncing and then reflecting. Okay. But you'd still look plenty weird walking around with these things in public. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, it looks... So it's pretty much all black, and... Yeah, it looks stupider than Google Glass. So good job for Google on that one. Yeah, like, the most of it is on the outside. It just kind of looks like someone's wearing an almost normal pair of sunglasses, but then somebody glued a lump onto the outside of the right lens. Yeah. And then the the giant shoulder strap pack to carry the player and the battery pack. Yeah. That's not conspicuous at all. <laughs> yeah. Another product that seems like a cool concept, but just doesn't work out for real. So this cost $600. Wasn't Google Glass a lot more expensive than that? If I remember right, Whoa. it was almost impossible to get one. How much? Well, in 2013, it was $1,500. But it'll likely be around $300 wow. later. 
<laughs> later. <laughs> the later that never came. It has a rating of 3.2 and 2.7 stars. <laughs> oh, is there ratings on the iTop? Oh, yeah, there was some Amazon reviews. There was one person talking about how it worked fairly well for their radio control airplane. Was it worth $200, though? The review was from, like, 2014, so who knows what the pricing was in 2014, but they seemed to oh. think it was a good deal. I can look that up, John. Oh, camel, camel, camel. Give me the listing. Here you go. Here's the link for the Amazon page. Hey, you lied to me. It's $209.99. Really? I could have sworn it was 200 this morning. It's also entirely possible that I was half asleep when I was researching that particular part. We don't have enough data to chart. Here's some Amazon reviews. According to someone in March of 2014, nice FPV goggles without breaking the bank. I read about this product on an RC News group. I cut off the earbuds and moved the DVD player to my gym. After adding a 600 watt Fat Shark receiver to the awesome bag that they give you, I am left with a pretty stylish pair of FPV goggles that let me see where I am landing. Okay. Uh, another guy says that he got a set of these from a guy on eBay and they rock. I take them with me for travel and even when I go to the dentist's office. <laughs> okay. A buddy has them for his remote-controlled helicopter and loves them. He can see what his camera is seeing without having to look at a laptop screen, which is blacked out by the sun. He can also keep his eyes on the heli because the viewer is out of the way to the bottom. Huh. Another place said it was at the top right. Just an awesome deal and a super product. Uh, another person says, Okay, I would give it one, but since the glasses probably strain your eyes like every other virtual whatever, but it is a cool idea, so three. <laughs> yeah, and that's from 2005. Wow. When did Amazon start? It was the late 90s, wasn't it? Like 99 or something? Like when they were expanding? Like when they were founded. Amazon was first launched in 95. Oh. But they only sold books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, I thought it was a few years yeah, later. I than thought that. it was like 98. It has a four-star average. The product description is pretty sparse. It just says composite video viewer glasses. <laughs> yep, that's okay. it. The product information gives some kind of a model number, a seller ranking, and the first date listed on Amazon, which is November 9th, 2004. It, uh, oh, it says for warranty information, click here. Oh, boy. I wonder what it's going to give me. Oh, boy. Please contact the seller directly for warranty information on this product. Mm. You may also be able to find warranty information on the manufacturer's website, which I'm fairly sure does not exist anymore. Well, I have a question for you. If you were going to do an augmented reality, like glasses or whatever, how would you do it? Like designing one or picking from existing products combination <laughs> okay well hmm like is this supposed to be something that i can use in public without looking like a complete weirdo or ideally can i just go wild because most most similar oh, products okay 
were advertised as you, you can watch your DVDs on the go and other stuff. Right. Well, if I had to have like a full color screen, realistically, if I was going to try to do anything like that, I wouldn't even try to put a full color screen in it. I would just be satisfied with just like black and white, basically. I don't think most consumers would agree with you, but, though. Well, but I wouldn't be trying to watch movies on it. I, I just, I just wouldn't. But, <laughs> but I guess let's see. So if I had to, you know, that reminds me of another stupid product I saw once. It was like a, it's basically a screen that hangs off the front of a hat, and so like just hangs down from the brim of the hat in front of your eyes. It, it was uh... dumb. Anyway, <laughs> so let's see here. I want to say I'd have it, like, uh, be some kind of a reflective thing like Google Glass, because then you don't have to have the display out in front of your eye, mm -hmm. but then there's the problem of how do you mount the projector so that it aims at the lens and then bounces into your eye without getting in the way of the functionality of the glasses, yeah. and where do you get a projector like that, but... Okay, realistically, realistically, I wouldn't do it. But if I was absolutely forced to, <laughs> I think what I would do is get a small screen, very small, and just mount it to the inside of the frame, like a half inch to an inch back from the lens, and then position it so that you can see the reflection. And I suppose there would have to be another lens so that it would be in focus for you. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a good way to have a full color. Well, without utilizing some kind of very advanced technology, like there was Linus Tech Tips did a video on a transparent display a oh, while back. Yeah, I remember watching that one. So if it could be just a bit clearer and then put that in a glasses lens mm. and then somehow have that be in focus from the distance of like less than an inch because that'd be tricky yeah if you just put your finger like right up to your eye you're not gonna be able to focus on it so you have to have lenses to make it appear farther away so that your eye can focus mm -hmm. but that has to not mess up the focus of whatever else you're trying to look at through the glasses hmm man this is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> An idea I had a while back, and it's probably not a good idea, but I was imagining something like an array of LEDs along the edge of the lens, and then almost like carbon, not carbon fiber, <laughs> fiber optics within the lens, so that the light from each LED would travel to a set point, and then stop there and hit something which would glow. Okay. But I don't know how you would fit all that into a lens. Hmm. Like, and still the problem of being able to focus on it. Yeah. How did iTop solve the focusing problem? Lenses, just like a oh, VR headset. Yeah. But see, that you have the screen like two inches out from the eye, and then you have lenses, and you can't see the real world past that yeah. lens. Oh, so your right eye would be completely blocked off from seeing anything of the outside world? Not completely blocked off, but like half of it. So like, 
a full half, but yeah, like a section of your right eye couldn't see the real world because this screen and lenses was in the way. Mm -hmm. But the rest of your eye can see the real world. But if you want to have a full display over the entire eye, hmm, maybe something like autofocus. So, mm -hmm. hmm. Okay, so if somehow it could detect where your eye is trying to focus, or you make a motion with your eyes, and then the focus of the lenses changes to focus on the display. So like, maybe you look to the left and the right and back to the left rapidly, and then it shifts focus so that the outside world through the lenses goes blurry, but now it's focused on the display. Then you make the same motion, or in reverse, and it shifts back. Hmm. But that's probably a bit beyond the scope of what I can whip up in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Since we're on the topic of DVDs, though, have you heard of the DVD Rewinder? Oh, boy. No. <laughs> it's the fastest DVD Rewinder available. And believe it or not, their site is still up. But it's not www. It's just dvdrewinder.com. Alright... It even tells you the date on the top left side of the screen to make sure you know that today is what today is. <laughs> so we have, oh, yeah, we have the d original DVD Rewinder. The DVD Rewinder works with all disc-based digital media to provide optimized digital experience. Visual indicators blink and audible sounds are played while your digital media is reversed, quote-unquote. The DVD Rewinder also has a USB port for MP3 players and USB wait, media. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> yep, what that's what, I'm just reading it off the page, that's what it says. What happens <laughs> when you plug something in? You can record your own sounds that play during Rewind or use the digital recorder to store reminders. The storage box on the top provides you with a secret <laughs> compartment for the little things in life. Wait, what? Uh, it's for stashing stuff in? I guess. No! I, I, I pressed the add to cart button and PayPal gave me an error. So you can't buy it. Well, there's also a DVD Rewinder t-shirt for $12. <laughs> Only in two sizes though, large and extra large. Well, uh, at least it'll fit. Ooh, so a little bit about the DVD Rewinder. The DVD Rewinder was created by Bill Wimsett of 1783 Productions, LLC. Okay. 1783 is a company of occasional products and services. 1783 provides an environment of creativity and whimsy from everyday efforts. 1783 Productions was named a top e-commerce solution company by Oracle in 2000 for several of the ideas and technologies produced. What? Right, important things like the DVD Rewinder. <laughs> this is so confusing. Another part of their website says it supports all regions of DVDs, so you'll be sure that it works anywhere in the world. It also provides maximum throughput, stability, and digital retrogression. Okay. But does it work with FlexPlay, DivX, and what else? Well, LaserDisc wouldn't fit. Uh, no, sorry. But it's set they claim to have tested it with the next generation disc media, including Blu-ray and HD. Whatever oh, that is. HD DVD? HD yeah, that DVD? failed. <laughs> the DVD Rewinder also works with Sony, PlayStation, Xbox, and other disc-based console system media. So basically, oh, that sounds like something I'd do. 
Okay, so assuming I had friends that, and we're all out partying and some people got drunk, then maybe the DVD Rewinder would actually have some use. Because I would constantly tell my drunk friend that they have to rewind the DVDs and watch them try to figure it out. That'd be kind of funny. Just disconnect the HDMI cable from the back of the DVD player, and when they ask why it isn't working, tell them they obviously just need to rewind the DVD. <laughs> yes. On a somewhat uh, somewhat related to this, uh, I know there were VHS tape rewinder machines made, and that's all they would do is just rewind VHS tapes. And I guess they were used in, like, libraries and video rental stores. So when someone would bring back a tape and they weren't kind and didn't rewind... Oh, yeah. Then they would just pop it into one of a half dozen rewinding machines and let it go. Yeah, that was one of my pet peeves when I was young, is whenever we'd borrow VHS from the library, at least 50% of the time, it wasn't rewound. So we had to wait for it to be rewound before we can watch the movie. Yeah, and then they just like kept slapping more and more Be Kind Rewind stickers on all the tapes. <laughs> so first it would be one, and then you'd notice, wow, there's like five on this tape now. <laughs> it wasn't all the tapes, but... I, and I'm five might be a bit of an exaggeration, but it would get to the point where there was there was a sticker on the outside of the case, there was a sticker on the top of the tape, there was a sticker on like the back part of the tape that would face you as you insert it into the player, and I think another one on the inside of the case. And hardly wow. anyone bothered to rewind, so I just started expecting to have to rewind every single tape. And then it would be a pleasant surprise to open a case and find that the tape had been rewound already. Yeah, but what about DVDs? Have you ever experienced having to rewind them from the library? You know, every once in a while, but, uh, you know, people are a lot better with rewinding DVDs because really? it's automatic, you know. Most, most players do it automatically. <laughs> <laughs> you said it with such a straight face. <laughs> okay well i think that's about it yeah i should take this uh moment to remind everyone who's still listening on soundcloud that we won't be able to continue uploading to soundcloud very much longer and we highly recommend that you switch over to another way of listening to our podcast we suggest that you move to another platform for listening to our podcasts, such as iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. And if you're experiencing any issues with the RSS feed, please let us know. One last thing before you go. You probably heard from many people that having a VPN is important to your security on the internet. The last thing you want is people spying on you when you're on the web, especially on a public Wi-Fi. Even at home, your internet service provider monitors what you do. Some internet service providers will slow down your connection when you're watching videos and movies. That's why John and I personally use and recommend Windscribe VPN. It encrypts your internet connection between you and one of its multiple servers. So if you want to make the internet think you're from Canada, or from 59 other countries, you can do that. I personally just use the US East Coast server though. If you sign up through our link in the description, it will help support the channel by covering hosting fees and it will enable us to purchase better equipment. As always, see you next week.